This is People Like Us, a show about Alt MBA alumni. Here's Michelle Hoos from Alt MBA 22. In my research, I I see that you've done a lot of work in in mental health. Um, can you talk more about your your work in that space? Sure, happy to. Um, it's interesting. The, the question's interesting because I actually I think. Um, I haven't really done any quote unquote much work in mental health um, until recently. What I've been doing is is doing a lot of things sort of um, anonymously. So before the Alt MBA, I you know I currently have a job in marketing that I love working in higher ed, and I was um, feeling like I'd reached a plateau in my career, and I sort of felt this sense of like emptiness, like I was looking for something else. And as somebody who's been a fan of Seth Godin for a long time. I finally, you know, saw all the started to hear more advertising and listen to more Seth and, and I thought to myself, okay, it's time for me it's time for me to apply. And so when I applied um when I applied I I wasn't thinking about mental health. I was just thinking about my career and I was just thinking about my career trajectory. I'd just been promoted, but I didn't really know like where I wanted to go in 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 the the space of of marketing. And so just to back up for a second to just give some some texture to that, um, I had begun my career as an English teacher, a high school English teacher, and I went back to journalism school and got a degree um, in 2009. Um, I'd always, I've always thought of myself as a writer, but I've always been somebody who's had a lot of difficulty writing. And so journalism school was a challenge for me. After that, I went back and worked in um, back to marketing. Um, and I've always, I realized again, I know this is going to be long winded. I realized in the Alt MBA that like the frame that I'd been living inside since journalism school was this idea that I was a failed writer. Um, I never became a journalist. I have all these friends who, you know, work for the New York Times or Bloomberg or they work for this American life. And I just inside myself felt like I was a failed writer. And so related to mental health, you know, one of the things I am passionate about is is writing about my own mental health um, struggles. So I have bipolar disorder and um, I've been living with bipolar disorder for almost 20 years. So in regards to, to talking about mental health, the way that I had chosen to speak about mental health was on an anonymous blog for many years that I published erratically. And it never really, it felt like a side project that I could never realize. It never felt like it was really me. It, I, it, was, it was both too private and too public all at once. It was all, and again, it was all about bipolar disorder. So in addition to the framed as a failed writer, when I came into the Alt MBA, I also had this like, I'm a failed blogger thing. Like I can't figure out my blog. Like if I could just figure out how to do this blog, it's anonymous, but you know, I just, I need to figure this out. So again, I, I started the Alt MBA. I had the anonymous blog and I also had a piece of writing that I'd been working on for years that I'd been shopping around to, for publication. It was a, it's a 3000 word essay that has to do with mental health. So I had all of this, I came into Alt MBA and I sort of thought, I'll focus on like career stuff in the Alt MBA, you know, like I'll focus on, um, I, I don't know, thinking through what decision, a decision making matrix, like, you know, whatever it, I didn't even connect the Alt MBA to this part of myself until the first night of my learning group. And I had the learning group week one. It was about goal setting. 
And I said, week one to my group, I said, I want to write a book about living well with mental illness. That was my goal. And I'd done a spreadsheet and I'd done all of the exercises. And um, somebody in my learning group said very astutely, he said, is that your goal or is it your goal to help other women living with mental illness? And that question sort of blew everything open for me. You know, I'd made the decision to kind of talk about this side project. I wasn't sure if I would focus on it in the Alt MBA, but then I realized like, oh, this is the, this was the wrong frame. I was thinking about a book because that feels like an accomplishment as opposed to thinking about Covington, what you're thinking about in this podcast, which is connection and how to connect to other people. And maybe how to create a space where I can share my story and they can share their story. Um, so that's uh, in the past couple months, that's sort of this. I've started to work in this space, but I really, again, before the Alt MBA was pretty stuck. Um, I was still hiding with my own, you know, keeping my own story private. In this podcast, I'm talking about something that I don't usually talk about publicly. And I don't consider this podcast isn't quite public. It's, it's, it's in the same alt MBA space, right? Where I do want to tell this story. Um, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. It's just like, you know, that semi private slash public space that the alt MBA provides a community of generous skeptics, like minded individuals. And that was where I was able to start to talk about these issues. You know, what really strikes me about that work is what you just said is like talking about mental health or talking about bipolar disorder, what's the most difficult thing about communicating that or helping someone who does not have bipolar disorder, help them understand what it is to be you or to, to uh, walk a mile in, in your shoes? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, bipolar disorder is still a very stigmatized disease. And most people who suffer with bipolar disorder do not talk about it publicly. And, and there's so many shades and degree, there's there so many different kinds of bipolar disorder that it can be hard to generalize and say, you know, we, I could have 10 people in a room, we all have bipolar disorder, we don't really have much in common, necessarily, because of the, the way that the disease expresses itself. Um, so for me, I think the most difficult thing about it is actually just starting to talk about it. It's not a difficult thing for me to, to talk about. It's my life. It's, it's, uh, it's my, it's my, what I struggle with, what I manage. But again, it's like the question, it's what's the right space, right? It's not something you don't walk into a party and start talking about bipolar disorder, right? Nor do, would you talk about your clinical depression or, you know, but, but at the same time, uh, you know, I've had situations over the years and in, in the workplace where I have, I have shared my bipolar disorder with other colleagues and usually people share back, right? Some other experience that is relevant. So I don't think that it's, I think it's the stigma that is the hardest thing to get over. And I think that, um, once you start to communicate about bipolar disorder, a lot of other people listen and say, oh, right, well, I'm an addict. I struggle with X. It's, it, you know, I'm it, managing mental health is managing mental health. And so um, some of what I thought about in the Alt-MBA is who is my audience, right? Is it people with bipolar disorder or is it people who are living with mental illness? 
Um, and I sort of like to think about this concept of living well with mental illness, the idea that um, there is a way to live well with mental illness. Um, I think I'm, st- I'm, fi- I'm finding that I- I'm living that reality while still managing my disease. But I think it's important for me, for everybody to understand that, you know, it's a privileged existence to, to get treatment for a disease like bipolar disorder. Um, and I am privileged enough to have access to medication and to doctors. And that makes my bipolar existence very different than somebody who might not have those resources. You know, as you've said, everyone with bipolar disorder is slightly different. What's, what's your definition of living well with bipolar disorder? Yeah, it's a great question, Covington. I, I, you know, I've thought a lot about that and I've done some writing about, about what that means. And I did my video, I think the 12th assignment of Alt MBA about living well with mental illness. Um, I think it has a, I think there's, it's a multifaceted answer. I, I think the main things are number one, accepting the disease, right? I mean, acceptance is, is extremely important. And number two is, is, is getting treatment. And one of the things that, for me, one of the differentiators, I suppose, between me and maybe some other people who write about mental illness is I believe very strongly in medication. And I know a medication has saved my life, undoubtedly, um, mood stabilizers and antidepressants. And so we're very quick in our culture still to demonize pharmaceuticals and say, um, you know, oh, I, I think I just need to get off the, this medication and, and you know, um, I don't need it anymore. And I think for bipolar disorder, for the form that I have, it's really not a choice. Um, it, it is it is necessary for me to um, take medication to live well. Um, and, and then I'd say the third thing has something to do with sharing your story. You know, I mean, I'm finding that for me, it's bringing me so much strength starting to talk about this very hidden part of my life. Um, again, I'm still tiptoeing into it, right? I'm still a little bit nervous about it. But I think when you share your story, other people share their story and you're able to sort of start to build community. And um, as we were talking about earlier, this idea of, of being vulnerable is something that um, mental illness does make us vulnerable, as do many, many illnesses, right? And so I, I think that one of the definitions of living well is is finding a way to finding some kind of community. And that's sort of what I am still searching for. I don't think I've found it, but I'm trying to cultivate in the work that I'm now doing. What's next? What what, what are you working on now post-Alt-MBA? After the Alt-MBA, I realized that I needed some space in the world that provided me the kind of space that I had in the Alt-MBA, which was this ability to be vulnerable and present with people. I mean, the fact that the things that we talked about over Zoom, I, I, I would tell people who I work with, you know, we, we do Zoom calls all the time. I, I never even dreamed that I would have these sort of really deep, life-changing conversations over Zoom. Um, and that was one of the magical things about the Alt-MBA was realizing that it was really not about the technology, obviously, but about creating this space, right? If you ask people to think about what their life goals are, um, it's probably not about like the next promotion. And for me, it was like, I need to figure this thing out. I need to figure out um, 
how to stop hiding in a way that, that, that feels like it makes sense for me. Um, and so I think in my, you know, when I did the ship it journal, I came up with these very big dreams, right. About, um, creating again it's writing a book still eventually writing a book creating a space where people can talk about living well with with mental illness um focused around bipolar disorder it was sort of still it's still very big and it's still unformed but the one thing that i did realize and this was based on feedback from from fellow alt mba friends um people who became friends was that this idea of creating a blog, that was my initial thing. You know, I, I talked about that in the beginning. I had this blog. The blog was like, it was for me, it was too much to start with that because I do that for work. I create websites. I think Covington, you also create websites. I mean, I do that and it's really fun for me to like obsess over the, like how my blog's going to look and be. And I was continuing to hide from, from the writing. Um, the, the writing that I was doing was all this 3000 word essay in this Google doc that I was pitching to editors and getting rejections. And it was just sort of like, okay, I'm, I'm realizing that I've been hiding. Um, but how do I, how do I, how do I share my story in a way that feels like it's safe? Because there was a safety of being in the alt MBA and having, again, this wonderful cohort of people to work through problems with. And so somebody suggested um, that I try doing sort of like a newsletter, um, just like a weekly newsletter where I talked about, where I sent it out every week and I talked about um, what I wanted to talk about in relation to living well with mental illness. Um, and so in terms of the next steps for me, so I did launch this newsletter in early September. It's called um, crazy, beautiful, the crazy, beautiful newsletter. Um, and it's a space where I can sort of talk about mental health. However, since that first shipment, I've been, you know, working in this other ship it group that you were also a part of. And I realized that, um, newsletter is, it's too much. It's actually too much for me to put that pressure on myself to do that every week. It's not working because it feels too big still. Um, and so now I'm too peeling back the layers of my own perfectionism and trying to figure out like what, you know, I've got about 80 people on the list so far. It's like, what can I send out? It doesn't have to be every Friday for me. I, I need to prioritize my health this once a week. Um, is too much. And, and I'm somebody who really is, you know, uh, a Seth Godin acolyte as we all are. And, you know, he'll say this, he goes into his blog every day and he types and he sends it out. And unfortunately that doesn't work for me. It doesn't work. It, it, every day will never happen. And every week might not happen. And so now the future is trying to reframe the reframe, right? I reframed it. I said newsletter. And now I'm thinking, oh, you know, actually newsletter is a lot of pressure just the word newsletter is too much pressure. It needs to be like my, it needs to be something else. So I'm very proud of the fact that I've started to communicate with an audience. Um, and now I'm figuring out the, the rest. And, and again, um, I talked about earlier in our talk about being in a, a failure frame. I was in like a big frame of, um, that art of possibility books talks about the measurement framework and before the alt MBA and, and still, I mean, I'll never be out of the measurement framework completely, but it was this idea of like success or failure. 
how are you going to create like a great blog or an, or how are you going to write a book or all of these things that really are not about connection, which I think is what you, we, you and I were talking about before, um, coming, connecting with other people. People are not necessarily looking for a perfectly written blog. They might be looking just for, um, a way, a way to connect. And so that, that, that the responses I've gotten from the first couple of newsletters have been really, um, incredible, but again, still working through, um, what shape that will take, but I knew, I know it will take some shape and that's what I, um, you know, I have immense gratitude for, for what I learned in the alt MBA to put me on this path of letting go of the perfection, um, becoming more vulnerable and, and, you know, what, one of my favorite things that Seth says is not waiting to be picked. Like I was always still waiting, waiting for the day when, you know, this a bit, magazine would choose to publish my article or my blog would become, you know, the anonymous blog would become that much more popular. And that measurement framework doesn't do any of us any favors. And so now I'm working in this uh, frame of how to figuring out how to be authentic and how to be focused on abundance, right? As opposed to the, to that scarcity mindset. Yeah. And I think on the flip side of that, I think you you've created something that even if you don't release it every day or every week, it's something that people are looking forward to, to getting in their inbox. And I think that's a better position to be in than it being something that appears every day, but is, it just, is something that uh, that just comes and goes. Yeah. The I, the other thing I'd add to that is people, you know, a lot of you know loved ones and friends have said to me things like, well, you just got to brainstorm all your ideas and put them in a list. And then, you know, you can start picking the ideas, but actually my process is, you know, I, I'm actually need to be in, it's not about an idea. It's more about like going through the week or going through my days and saying to myself, Oh, right. There's this thing that I'm now thinking about, um, you know, related to whatever it is. I mean, this week, now that I just said that talked about abundance and, you know, a scarcity mindset versus, you know, that that's something that I could write about in my, in my newsletter. Um, it's something that, that I think about all of the time, as opposed to saying, well, What's the topic related to bipolar disorder? I'd rather frame it as I have bipolar disorder. I'm talking about that. And this is not necessarily a newsletter where I, you know, or a space where I'm just thinking about illness all the time. It's, but it is coming from, you know, I am, it is, a, it is something I'm working through um, all the time. Um, that was kind of rambling. I don't think that section made sense, but, uh, but yes. Uh, author, author, I think, I, I guess I will just say again, this idea of authenticity has become top of mind for me. It's what I've noticed in the Alt MBA is people being authentic. Um, it's not about an org chart. It's not about a meeting at work. It's like a space where people can just be authentic and there's real value in that, I think. And the newsletter may be the form, but the who is it for? It could be you. It, you know, there, are, there are a few authors that I um, that I enjoy their work, and and they're very clear that they write for themselves. And when it's ready, it's ready, and and they share it because um, it's worth sharing. But they're making it for themselves. 
Yeah, I think that's one of the um, the things that I was freed from with with getting away from this blog that became this albatross for me was that there's also as a social media, like a Twitter persona attached to it that, you know, had whatever it was, 1800 followers or something. And it felt like um, I was doing, I kept doing things for right everybody else. Like, you know, I mean, there's, it's just, I, I'm sure people who are listening can relate to this idea where you're just sort of thinking like, well, maybe I should put on my brand strategy hat and think about the audience and, and all these things. And then, and then you think back to, again, back to Seth Godin and that blog and you think, well, no, that, that's actually putting out authentic content. Um, is really, it's the content that matters, right? And for me, the social media stuff, all of those things take away from my ability to be authentic. And so I like what you said about, right, I mean, it, right, maybe it's, it is for me. And, and by proxy, it's for some other people who are, who, um, who can relate to what I'm saying. It is crazy, beautiful work. Uh, so the name, the name fits. Um, Hear you talk about your all MBA experience. Uh, I love how you phrased it that you you'd found your all MBA friends. I feel similarly, and that's the reason why I created this this podcast. So to close, I have a a, a prompt. It's a fill in the blank. Reach out if blank. So how would you fill it in as an invitation to your all MBA friends to to connect with you? Yeah, well, I'm great. I'm grateful again for the space, and I'm I'm grateful for the Alt MBA community and anybody who is listening. I would just say, reach out if anything that anything I said resonated with you. I I feel um, immense immense gratitude to be part of this community and um, Covington. I'm so grateful for the space that you have created for us to connect with one another. Well, thank you for helping me make this space what it is. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for ways to contact Michelle.